Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 68 of the podcast, and once again, we are making our way through John Wooden's Pyramid of Success and some quotes in support of the building blocks of the Pyramid of Success. And as I say, we're making our way through it. We are actually to the top of the pyramid. Today's episode brings us to the 15th block in the pyramid, the apex of the pyramid, competitive greatness. And if you remember in the last two weeks, we talked about the two blocks right below this apex, this final block. Those were poise and confidence. And in each of those, we said that you need to have all of the other 12 blocks in place and working if you're going to have the poise and the confidence kind of be a byproduct of those. Well, today, as we talk again, all 14 of the blocks below it are going to be necessary for us to be able to achieve competitive greatness. But here's the key. Just because you have the other 14 blocks doesn't automatically mean then you've got competitive greatness. It is still something you have to work toward, you have to work on. And once again, as with all of the episodes, we're getting the ideas in here, um, a lot of what Coach Wooden talked about. Um, I've taken from the book Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success, Building Blocks for a Better Life by John Wooden and Jay Carty. And I also have used, uh, in some instances, and some of the concepts in the book, The Essential Wooden, A Lifetime of Lessons on Leaders and Leadership by John Wooden and Steve Jameson. And so as we reach the apex here and we talk about this concept of competitive greatness, you know, Wooden is saying we, once you've got the other 14 in place, you have the potential for success. But if you don't have competitive greatness, you are not going to be the best you're capable of becoming. It's the pinnacle, this concept. And when, when we have competitive greatness, we deliver our best when our best is needed. It's this concept that we, we come to whatever endeavor we are in, and the moment where things are the toughest, things need us, us to be our best, we step up and we deliver. We do so. The other thing about this is we also can make those around us better too. Those of us in the team sport world or any kind of uh, business world where you're involved in a team, some type of organization, uh, families. I mean, anytime you are involved in a group, 
that is striving to reach goals and, and become the best they're capable of becoming, then competitive greatness is this concept that you are your best when your best is needed. And you love those moments. You love those tough times, those difficult moments, those moments when you have to kind of lay it all out in line and, again, be your best when your best is needed. People who have competitive greatness love that kind of challenge. And the way they look at it, the, the tougher it is, the better it is. Wooden uses um, the example, I mean, he talks about a variety of uh, professional basketball players from, you know, in the 80s and 90s, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, he mentions those three as being three players who completely lived up to this concept of competitive greatness. And he tells, uh, you know, re- relays the story of when Michael Jordan was playing in the 1998 NBA Finals, uh, the sixth game, and it, it, people will call it the flu game. The, for Jordan. And many of you who are listening to this will go, oh, I, I remember that one. Um, you know, Michael Jordan had the flu and yet he, you know, played. And I mean, as the game went, you could just see he was laboring. He was struggling on the court, certainly, but on on the bench and timeouts and at the quarters. I mean, he, it was like he, you thought he might just pass out at any moment. The Bulls finally won that game. He had 45 points in the game. He hit his last bucket, his last points with 5.2 seconds to go, kind of clinched the game. He could barely stand. His his teammates were helping him out the floor, holding him up in timeouts. Um, He just gave everything he had to that moment and willed his team to rise to that occasion, willed himself to rise to that occasion, and gave his best when his best was needed. I mean, he was the ultimate in competitive greatness. Um, it doesn't always mean you're the one who's out there in front leading in terms of all the statistical kinds of things. Um, it might be that you're, you kind of give up some of that for the good of the team, and yet you are always doing everything you possibly can to be your best in whatever way is necessary, when your best is needed. Wooden himself was considered a very competitive person. When he was a player, I think he, he played at Purdue University, I believe. Um, and when he was a player himself, you know, people knew, oh, this guy is highly competitive. Well, then he became a coach, and uh, first in the high school level and then at the college level. And I think I've mentioned it before, but it's not like he just immediately started winning championships. It took him many years to win championships. And unfortunately, the general public so often equates winning games and winning championships with the concept of success and somebody who's highly competitive. Well, that wasn't Wooden earlier in his career in terms of, you know, he didn't have that. So they won games, but they, they didn't win national championships. And then when they finally won their first one in 1964, and then he went on to lead his teams to nine more national championships, Wooden talks about the concept that it didn't make him feel any more at peace winning those championships because he never defined success by the concept of winning or by the concept of championships. He always defined it by that concept of, 
Have you given everything you've got to this endeavor? And have you done all that you could to become the best you're capable of becoming? And if you can do that, then you're a success. And so he had this competitive greatness as a coach throughout his career. He was finally rewarded with the championships later in his career, but it didn't make him a different coach. In fact, a lot of, a lot of people said, those who knew him from his early years on, said he never really changed. He was the same guy before he won those championships as he was after hearing those championships. And of course, you know, wouldn't always liked hearing that because, like that concept, because that was how he had tried to uh, live his life and tried to teach his players that let's just go out and be the best we're capable of becoming. And, you know, if we're talented enough and if things work out well enough, then, you know, there'll be championships. And if not, we've given everything we could to it. We can go to sleep at night knowing we did our best when our best was needed. Um, so competitors, true competitors, just love that kind of that kind of challenge. And they know when they're, they get in, the mo in those moments and they get into those challenges, it gives them the chance to, to show and to be, you know, their best and, and to really let that competitive greatness come out um, and do what it needs to do. And with, of course, with them working at it to lead to whatever success they're seeking. And again, it might not be the scoreboard success. You know, I mean, certain, we've, I'm sure any of you who have coached have coached in, in competitions where, you did everything you could. You did the best you were capable of becoming. You came up short on the scoreboard. You, scoreboard, you just happened to compete against a, a, a more talented team or certain breaks went certain ways. That's going to happen. And you have probably been in other moments where you didn't play your best, didn't live up to your potential, um, have that competitive greatness, but you just happened to be a more talented team, and so you, you won the contest. Well, that those ring hollow, you know, as opposed to those moments where you rise to the occasion, give everything you can possibly give to it, and then you also get rewarded with some type of scoreboard success. Those are the best. But but those who fully understand the concepts in this pyramid know that win or lose, if you've given everything you could to it, risen to the occasion, and shown that competitive greatness, that's really all that you all that you can ask for from yourself and from your teammates. Um, you know, we don't have to be superstars like, you know, Michael Jordan or others to reach competitive greatness. All we have to do is learn to rise to every occasion that we are faced with, then give our best effort and help make those around us better as we do that. You know, it's not about the winning it's about learning to give everything that we have to give. This ultimately becomes competitive greatness. So I have a, a few quotes uh, to, for today. The first one is actually from Wooden. And it's, the best competition I have is against myself to become better. And again, that goes back to his definition of success. And it really gets at the heart of this concept of competitive greatness. Now, uh, the next one is one that you've all heard. I figured it was an anonymous quote. And then as I looked it up, I found people attribute it to two people, John F. Kennedy's father and Newt Rockne. 
And it's the famous line, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I mean, that line really embodies what competitive greatness has been all about. When the going, get when the going gets tough, when things are at their toughest, that's when the true competitor gets going and really rises to that occasion. And then this one is from Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. He said, I think to be a great quarterback, and again, just pull out quarterback and put in whatever you do, whatever is you know world you're in. He says, I think to be a great quarterback, you have to have great leadership, great attention to detail, and a relentless competitive nature. And that's what I try to bring to the table. And I have a long way to go. I'm still learning, and I'm still on a constant quest for knowledge. Now, those of you who know Russell Wilson know he's been very successful, but yeah, he has that fire. He has that competitive fire, and I love his concept. I've got a ways to go, and, and I, I'm just doing all I can to keep learning and stay on that constant quest for knowledge. And I'm going to close with a poem. Actually, I'm to, it's, it's a portion of a poem. It's a poem called Great Competitor by Grantland Rice. And this, these two stanzas really kind of embody this concept that Wooden was getting after with competitive greatness. Beyond the winning and the goal, beyond the glory and the fame, he feels the flame within his soul, born of the spirit of the game. And where the barriers may wait, built up by the opposing gods, he finds a thrill in bucking fate and riding down the endless odds. Where others wither in the fire or fall below some raw mishap. Where others lag behind or tire and break beneath the handicap. He finds a new and deeper thrill to take him on the uphill spin. Because the test is greater still and something he can revel in. Love that concept in there that whoever this is, the person with competitive greatness feels that flame within his soul and does everything he or she can okay, to find that thrill in overcoming whatever the odds are that this person is, is facing. And when others will kind of fall, this person with competitive greatness finds that new, deeper thrill and just keeps climbing, keeps doing all that he or she can to become their best and also to revel in it, to just love that moment. This is competitive greatness, and this is the apex of the pyramid of success. So we've covered 15 blocks and made our way to the top of the pyramid. Now, one would think, okay, so this is cool. This was done. You're finished, Scott. It was nice. No, we're not finished. Because Wooden realized, I think probably after he had finished his pyramid, you know, there's more elements to this that kind of bind all of this together. And he calls them the mortar. And so we're going to go through more elements in this pyramid of success, what he calls the mortar. And we're going to work our way through those pieces as well. Those, well, these aren't actually building blocks now. Uh, these are the mortar. These are the glue. These are the elements that kind of hold everything together. And so we're going to work our way through those beginning next week. And um, we're going to start with ambition 
next week. And then, as I say, work our way through through the rest of the elements of the mortar. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into those elements as well because he's got a lot more great things to talk about. And I'm really looking forward to carrying this kind of this concept on and uh, continuing to to build this uh, this pyramid. Uh, the best that we can and help you find hopefully some quotes and some ideas to help you become your best, the best you're capable of becoming and help your teams become the best that they're capable of becoming too. So come back next week as we start in on the mortar concepts on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As I always ask, please do us a favor and leave a short review and subscribe to the podcast. Your reviews garner that much more interest in the podcast and get that many more people hearing the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we share on this show. Also, check out slamdunksuccess.com. That's our site where we have so much more to offer to anybody who is interested in working to become the best they're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches.